My family, you can be seated. Praise the Lord for our worship team getting a praise on. My sister dropping poems, Natasha leading songs. We see y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Amen, indeed. I, uh, I oftentimes see in our culture the use of stories to communicate a principle that we will allow a story to help us understand a key concept that sometimes in order to wrap our minds around something, we use a story to help it be able to get our attention and help us to be able to digest it. I know that someday some of these parents in the room will have a little kid say to them, Mama, where do I come from? And mama will start talking about the birds and the bees. I don't know what birds and the bees got to do with it. But somehow we didn't connected a story to try to help us understand this principle, this concept, this truth. Jesus uses stories quite often. He calls them parables. It, it, it helps you get this concept that he will state Something that he will speak specifically and clearly, but for some reason my mind can't wrap around it. So he has to take that statement, put it in a context, and give us an example. And that example will bring it to life. It'll help us be able to digest it. So as we are celebrating our vision Sunday, I want a a parable, a story, a, a key concept that Christ has communicated in his gospel to speak clearly to us. And I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. We're going to start in verse 25. It's a very familiar uh, story to some and a new story to others. And so I ask that you bear with us as we've tried to get it cemented in your heart in a few ways. We tried to hit you with it from the aspect of poetry. So that would hit you. We tried to just read it straight up. So that would hit you. And now we're going to come from the standpoint of some illustrations to help. And hopefully one of those three will allow us to sink in your spirit for 2019. Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 25. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? Two quick observations, two quick observations. You have him trying to put Jesus to the test. You already know how this is going to work out. Go ahead, talk stuff to Michael Jordan if you want to. You know how this is going to work out. But it but it's communicating the motivation of this challenger. It's communicating the motivation because the question in and of itself is a good question. What 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 shall I do to inherit eternal life is a good question, but the motivation is quickly exposed. But then Jesus hits him with that double question. You know that double question when when you did something wrong, but we get you with two questions and you don't even get a chance to answer like Who told you it was okay to not listen to the teacher? And who said you could get on the desk? You know that double question. You already know you're in trouble. So Jesus hits them with what is written in the law. How do you read it? Verse 27, and he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, 
with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself, all your heart, all of your emotion, all of your soul, all of your consciousness, your ability to recognize and understand that somebody put all of this here and it wasn't you. With all of your strength, the motivation, the, the, the energy, the, the power used that comes from man. And all of your mind, this brilliant intellect that God has given you. But, but, but we have for thousands of years tried to guess accurately what each of these mean, what the heart is, what the soul is. And, and it really is trying to communicate the full total sum of your being. About two or three Thanksgivings ago, uh, y'all know, y'all know auto tune, right? You know that auto tune, right? I remember about two or three Thanksgivings ago, Shirley Caesar was preaching a sermon and the sermon was about God's providence and all of the many ways that God had provided for her. And then they came out, somebody grabbed a song, remade it on auto tune and it was the, uh, the, the, you name it, the, you name it challenge. Y'all don't remember that? I got beans, greens, ham, potato, chicken, you know, y'all remember that, right? If you don't remember that, go back, check it out. But what she was saying was that in God and his providence, I could name every food there is because he's given me everything. He's given me all things. And God here is saying, you're going to be foolish if you try to nitpick. Well, what's really my heart? What's really my mind? What's really my soul? He's trying to say whatever you would define to be all of you, it's right here. Whatever you would use to communicate the fullness of your being is communicated right here. Not an inch of you. Not a hair. Do you get to have devoted to something else? I want it all. And that in all of that, you are to bless, care for your neighbor as yourself. And so how does this person that's coming to test Jesus respond? He says to him, excuse me, how does Jesus respond to the man who quotes scripture? He says to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. You will live. You will live. It's 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 this continual concept of an, an ongoing thing. It's the same living that is communicated in Luke nine, verse 23, where it says, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. What? Daily. Daily and follow me. It's a continual carrying of the cross as believers and so in this same vein he's telling this man you answer correctly do this again and again and again and again and you will live and as i've been in prayer and been trying to seek the lord on our behalf as a body i don't get like there it is. Like, I don't, I don't get these like visions. 
of exactly what to say to you as a church when it comes vision time. Sorry, I wish I did. I wish it was just that clear. And God sent me an email and I'm like, cool. Thank you. Praise him. You know what happens is I'll spend time reading through the scriptures and I'll spend time praying for you. And then somehow as I'm reading, God will line up a text and it was this text and it was this verse specifically that in 2019, if the people of God devoted themselves to verse 28, continually living, living. This is not just continually doing okay. And the life that God would have for us to live in its fullness, this dude wasn't getting, and we sometimes don't get. So Jesus puts it in a context. He puts it in a story. This guy begins to try to play him short. He says to him in verse, verse uh, 29, uh, but he desiring to justify himself said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Now, what he meant by it was, hey, my crew is my neighbor only. Black people, those are my neighbors. Or, or men only are my neighbors. So whatever categories you start to fit in, that's what he was defining. I got this certain sect, right? So, so who is my neighbor? Some, some Jews even saw anyone outside. Not only do you not love them, you hate people outside of your crew. They're seen as filthy dogs even. But how does Jesus reply to him in verse 30? Jesus replies, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers who stripped him, beat him and departed and leaving him half dead and leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by. On the other side. Stay with me, y'all. Stay with me. I know we got a lot going on in this text, but Jesus is trying to help us understand what it looks like for us to have full life, to be living, to be experiencing the beauty of our hearts, mind, soul and strength given unto him. Because you see, the setup is the church. The ones you expect to be doing all those things, the ones who have memorized the scriptures are the ones that are supposed to be living. Then you get that word that shows you a, a quick contrast. Then you get but to show you that there's one side and another. The other side, verse 33, but a Samaritan as he journeyed came to where he was and when he saw him, he had what? Compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an end, took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take care of him and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Samaritan seen as a as as a dog in the eyes of these of, of these Jewish 
priest, seen as one that you would not even consider being in the room with, let alone touch. Now, it's interesting because what is being set up here is the difference between a group of people who exist and a group of people who live. A group of people who exist and a group of people who live. Notice both go down the same road. We're talking about the Jericho Road. The Jericho Road is hundreds of uh, feet above sea level. Uh, Excuse me. Jerusalem is 100 feet above sea level. Jericho is hundreds of feet below. So it's a steep road coming down. As you come down that road, it's kind of gangster. It's like. So I I grew up in a city called East Cleveland. East Cleveland um, had this street called Terrace. Uh, Rebecca's dad actually lives on one end of it. So we get a chance to like go back uh, to East Cleveland and visit. There's a street in East Cleveland that the sidewalk is worn from tires because if you stay on that street, your tires are coming off. There's even a sign that says caution. What city puts caution for this for the bumps in the road? It's, it's, it's that crazy. And, and this Jericho Road was like that. This Jericho Road, it wasn't paved. It was only a road because people walked it so much. And when you went down Jericho, you went down uh, 2 a.m. Mac and Bewick. You, you, you could expect if you rocking that gold chain, you might not make it home with it. It was it was it was it was Jericho Road. And so you're going down as a priest and you see somebody laying to the side. And when you see them, you now have to calculate. Is this a setup? Is this person laying on the side of the road to try to set me up and they got robbers with them? If if okay, let's just say he really is hurting. If he's hurting, what can I do? I'm just one person. What, 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 what can I do to help? You know what? Let me get myself off the hook and assume the worst. He's probably already dead. You see, every person had to wrestle in the same scenario with the same situation, with the same opportunities. The priest, the one who conducts the spiritual uh, uh, services for you, takes your sins before the Lord. He is the authority within the church. The Levite doesn't have the authority, but has the knowledge, studies diligently to understand God's word. Both of them spit the gospel to you like nothing else. Got it memorized. Yet when presented with the opportunity to respond, neither did. And Jesus is trying to show us what does it look like to fully live people? What does it look like to live, to engage with culture and allow culture to experience the heart for me, the mind for me, the soul for me, the strength for me. What does it look like for you to fully live? It looks like people being able to experience me through you. And so I, 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 I love this passage because it, it jumps off the page to us. It speaks to us clearly. Because a, 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 a few things happen. 
because it, 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 it let's not glamorize the Samaritan. Because most likely this brother that's in this ditch, he's a Jew. He's a Jew. He's one of the brothers of the priests and the Levites. He's cool. He's in their crew. And so he too, this Samaritan, is coming across difference to love this person in pain. He's coming across what his community is. His community is going to laugh at him too. You helping that Jew? You know he'll spit on you as soon as he get healed. You know what he'll say about you as soon as he gets better. You helping him? And that help is one that is costly. Notice, what does he do? He, he, he takes time. Everybody's got a plan. They're going somewhere. Everybody is traveling down this road because they got their schedule. They know where they're going. And then somehow this person in pain intervenes. I don't know about you, but when I I don't look at every opportunity, when somebody steps in my life as a as an I don't look at every intervention as an opportunity. I'm about to go pick up my wife. I'm so happy that you stopped me for help at this moment. Hungrier than a wolf. I'm so happy that you want to have a long two hour conversation at this moment. You don't hear that? Come on now. It's, it's, it, it, this, this is making him late. Not only does it make him late, it also takes strength and energy. He's now got to pick this person up. Get him to the hospital. Get him, I mean, excuse me, to the hotel. Get him to the inn. Get him to a place where he can be healed. Now it's taking his own energy, his own effort, his own strength, which has been given by the Lord. It's costly. Why is this this applying to us? Because this is real. This is what it's like for us to do life as a church body. It is costly. He's giving financially, not only to see him healed, but to see him restored. I'm going to help him get back right. But but if there's anything else he need, give it to him. I got him. Doesn't say this Samaritan was balling. We don't know. He might have been on his last. Or he might have been wealthy. We don't know. But we do know is that he gives of what he has. Family, as I'm trying to get us to get what it looks like to live, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to heap more stuff on you. I'm not trying to give you more programs. And one of the reasons why I really am excited about this, because this was not done in the church. This was not a program. This wasn't a homeless ministry. This wasn't a heal the the broken wounds ministry. This was a lifestyle. This was a a purpose. This was people understanding what it means to live and live fully. Recognizing our hearts, minds, soul, and strength is for him and for him alone. Do you want to exist? Doesn't say that. The priests went on to have a bad life. Doesn't say that the Levites went on and were kicked out of the church. We don't know what happened. We know they go on. They go to the other side of the road, continue on down and continue living life. And, and I fear 
us getting into rhythms, even church rhythms, where we can just exist, check off the boxes of stuff, and not truly be seizing the opportunities God gives us to grow. And sometimes that I'm not, this is not a context that's simply for others outside the church. Sometimes we need to be healing each other. Amen. Sometimes we need to be caring for each other. But it means that we get close. It means that we draw close to one another. It means that we're going to have to have our lives interrupted sometimes for the sake of loving each other. Now, it's interesting because all this could have been done based on a response of kindness, a response of of. Uh, general peace and what is what is sometime can be preached is that you know the good Samaritan can be anybody you don't have to love Jesus you just need to care for your neighbor I don't believe that I believe in kind things and I believe in people doing good things but I think the good Samaritan Christ is using as an example of living for him And it's a small thing that's mentioned in verse 34. What's what's it say he showed up with in verse 34 to care for him? Oil and wine. Oil and wine. You see, in walking down the road, the Samaritan already had the healing agent with him. He already had the healing presence with him, oil. Oil was to clean out a wound. Wine. You and I both know wine to make the pain go away, baby. He already had the healing agent with him. That is my prayer for us. Not that we would just be a people who do good things or good works. That we would be a people who are carrying Christ in us and with us so that when we encounter this stuff, we're not just simply giving you 211. We're not just simply giving you Mac development. We're just not simply giving you hospital ministry. We're not simply giving you all these different things, but we're giving you Jesus. We're giving you Christ. Every program that we do, I'm, I'm so thankful for it. It is amazing. God has done some awesome things through it. And I've been thankful to see the leadership, J.D., Zeke, pan on down to our folks that say, man, when you come get sports, we want you to get Christ. When you get literacy, we want you to get Christ. When you get legal, we want to be praying for you. I said, this Sneha, I've seen her like, I feel like yesterday she was at Mac Legal welcoming people, helping out. Then I heard she had the baby. I'm like, dang, that quick? Like, I forgot it goes down like that. You know what I'm saying? But 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 family in all the things that we do, are you personally carrying the healing agent with you? Do you have Christ who wants to care for the wounds deeper than anyone else is in here? Do you have the the wine of Jesus who wants to take away the pain that people experience? Or are you showing up empty handed? willing to dive right in family we want to live in 2019 we want to be able to fully experience what God would have for us and that is going to look like him having our hearts 
our minds, our soul, and our strength. In 2019, I want you to join me, challenge me. Let's do this together and live for the king. My sister did something today that I that I didn't know it, it, it worked out that way. It just was awesome, and I'm thanking the Lord. So some weeks ago, I reached out to Joanne about, you know, doing a poem connected to this. And it's a beautiful illustration of, of like God taking your giftings and don't feel like you need to be like a poet to, to show giftings because we ain't all getting up and doing that. All right. Like, <laughs> I mean, to make sure we did, that's not the bar that's set. Keep doing your thing, girl, but we don't all have to do that. All right. Every gifting, though, God, God has given you a gift. And what was cool was that today my sister was up here worshiping the Lord through that gift. But yesterday in a coffee house with some folks that I'm sure were not loving Jesus, she was using that same gift. Let's live, y'all. Let's live. Caring and hearing and healing and loving on each other, but also going outside these walls and allowing people to see the God that we serve. Who wants us to demonstrate his love to a people who don't know him. Let's live. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, we are so thankful that you care for us, love us, and have drawn us to yourself. Now we get to respond not with a a, a heart like this uh like this lawyer that was approaching with the uh, a trip and attitude we get to really come before you humbly and say lord what, what must we do to be saved and we just hear the the shema from deuteronomy just clear we just hear lord you saying love me with your heart love me with your mind love me with your soul love me with your strength give me all of you and in doing so you will live you will have eternal life jesus we're thankful for that and if there's anyone that's present that has yet So I'm going to do something a little different, y'all. Please keep your eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed. And if they weren't closed, you can close them now. If you got little kids, I understand. But all I want to do right now is don't worry about who's in front, behind, side of you. If you are a person that's saying, Lord, I'm hearing you on this living thing. But I have been existing. And I want to live in this coming 2019. I just want to ask you to stand up. I've been existing. But I want to live. If you are a person that has been living and by living, we are not saying been perfect. Because none of us meet that mark. But if you have been a person that's been trying for the Lord, but you know, there's some major hiccups that are hindering you being able to live fully in the way the Lord would have you. I want to invite you to stand up. Lord, I just pray for all of us. But specifically those, Lord, that have stood, that want to live for you, Jesus. Free us up. Whatever is hindering us from doing that, Father, would you remove it? Would you give us strength? 
You gave us this parable to show us that all those things happened in context, in time, in a real life, a life that was challenging and tough. So, Lord, as our life can sometimes be challenging and tough, we still want to live for you. But some of us, Lord, have been existing. We've been going through the motions or we get into these cycles. And Lord, before we know it, six months has gone by, a year has gone by, and we've not really gone deeper in you, closer to you. Break that for us, Lord. Let us in this new year not make a New Year's resolution of how much we're going to do, but let us, Lord, just say, Father, as you do a work in us, we want to cling to you. We want to draw from you. We want to be open to you. And when you show us, here's an opportunity for you to live. Let us take it. In Jesus' name, go ahead and have a seat before everybody open their eyes. Because Have a seat. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 I, uh, I'm thankful that God has been faithful to this ministry in a variety of ways. And he's been blessing us with great people like yourselves. Um, so we got a lot to share and talk about because God's been moving and working in our church and in our ministries. And uh, I want to bring up Zeke to share a bit uh, about Mac development and, and our ministry. So, amen. Amen. Welcome, our brother. All right. All right. Um, just first off, thank you, everyone, for all the prayers uh, and food, especially for for little Georgia. Uh, her and Ashley are doing well. Um, they're both probably sleeping right now, uh, but she's been she's been eating, sleeping, pooping, um, all, all the normal things that we expect out of our little daughter. Um, and so thank you all uh, for, for caring for us. Um, I personally love uh, Vision Sunday uh, just because as an organization, it gives us a chance to just stop, pause, reflect on on what had happened over the past year, but also talk about a little bit more about um, where we're going, um, what things we have in our future. Um, And so on this Vision Sunday, we're going to talk about a little bit about um, things that we've done, but also um, letting you guys know where we are at and some of the processes um, and some of the developments that we've been talking about um, that you may have been part of, but maybe not. So this is the opportunity just to talk more about that. So first off, go ahead. Um, I just want to give a, a shout out to our board of directors. Uh, these are the individuals who, who Ooh, they, look good. they do look good. Them, them head shots, the professional head shots. Shout out Phil Jims. Um, these, these individuals dedicate their time and energy um, and, and, and resources to helping Mac Development run smoothly as an organization um, to help hold me accountable because, I mean, you guys know at any point, um, sometimes you can get lazy, you can let things go, you can say, ah, that's not that big of a deal, like nobody will notice. Um, these, are, these are individuals who really help me as a leader, uh, making sure that uh, we're, we're having a Christ-centered focus and that we're doing the things that we say we're going to do um, and doing it uh, in a way that has a, a ton of integrity. Um, so I'm just really thankful for this team right here. Um, and also, you can go to the next slide. Um, I'm super, 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 super thankful for our team. We are small, but we are mighty, um, making things happen. Um, 
and Jesse obviously runs the the commons, but also just a shout out to Amani, Taylor, Don, and Chaz who joined our the team at the commons. They just make it such a welcoming place. Um, and if you like, honestly, even if you don't like coffee, don't like tea, don't like laundry, don't like beautiful spaces, you should stop by the commons. And and I swear to you, if you sit there for 20, 30 minutes, you're going to have some type of interesting conversation uh, with somebody from the neighborhood and just get a really cool story and just get to engage with people. It's a really interesting place um, to, to hang out in. Makes it difficult at times to work out of because we'd be talking to people too. Um, but, but this team right here has just been, um, there for me time and time and time again, especially as I develop as a leader and have made a ton of mistakes along the way. But every time they lift me up and say, Hey Zeke, Hey, we're here with you. We're going to make this thing happen. We don't know how we're going to do it, but it's going to come together. So I'm really thankful for our team. Um, and, and for all the things that we, we have coming up. So just just a reminder, uh, if you don't know about Mac development, uh, we were started by the Mac Community Church, this church, back in 2010 to really be the hands and feet um, and ultimately point people back to Christ, point people to the church. Um, and, and we are a community development corporation, which basically means we're a nonprofit that does like uh, human development and physical development. So we run programs as well as do uh, physical developments like the common, like the, like the Mac building, um, like housing coming up. Um, and and what's what's really unique about our organization is because we've kept that that tie to this church to you um, as a congregation, we've been able to actually speed up a lot of the things that uh, a nonprofit of our size and um, length of being in existence would normally be able to do. Um, and so that has actually uh, brought us a lot of recognition, a lot of um, new opportunities that I don't know when y'all were writing that business plan, um, if that was originally, if we, if we really saw that stuff coming. But it's been an incredible journey. I mean, it's just crazy conversations and things that have happened that we've been able to jump on because we know we have the backing of the church and the pastors and the elders and so many people rooting for us and wanting to see um, amazing things happen in our community. Um, and so just to highlight, we, we have Max Sports, we have legal, we have housing, um, we have literacy, we do mission teams, we have our, our Mac lot coming online, we have quarter plan, we have the commons, we have a lot of stuff happening, um, but all, all at the end of the day to, to point people towards Christ. And it's really cool to, to, to have people know our character in a lot of ways. Um, you can go, and, oh, and the theme for this, for this one um, is kind of connecting the dots. Joanne said it earlier, um, and and what's what's cool is um, oh you already went to the next slide so I'll just skip I'll skip my little analogy so um, I don't often get a chance to actually look at numbers um, well I look at numbers a lot but but look at numbers of of kind of what has happened and what we've done um, and so I, I took a l- little bit of time while Georgia was sleeping just to do like a little year in review uh, on a couple of different things. Um, basically, since opening our building and opening the commons, we've won five different awards at least. I think I probably lost a couple um, somewhere in the process. Um, we've had over 1,500 visitors who have hosted events in our upstairs space. 1,500 people since about April, May who have come, had events, had birthday parties, had baby showers, had, I don't know, everything. Um, so 1,500 people we've, we've touched in that way. We've had 339 youth participants through our MAC sports and our, and our um, MAC lit, lit programs. 
we've had 120 volunteers who have come through our mission teams with Charles Leeds. Uh, we've had 14,756 unique transactions through the commons um, since opening our business. And that's a lot of people coming through our space, buying coffee and doing, and doing other things. And that's actually not even including all the laundry customers. So that, that's just people who have gone to the register. And then on top of that, in, in 2018 alone, we had 20 news articles written about Mac development, about the commons, and what's, what's really interesting. Yeah, you can go ahead. Sometimes we get, we, sometimes we get lost in it, and we'd be, we, 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 we be uh, trusting the, the news reporters because sometimes we were actually on the go. I had an interview where I was on the go to a community meeting. I'm like, hey, we have a community meeting that's about to start. Like, can we have this conversation real quick? Um, and what's cool, if you, if you Google Mac Development Detroit or the Commons Detroit um, and go to the news, every single article essentially points people back to Mac. Every single article does that. And that because we always want to make sure that's part of our story when we're, when we're talking to people. So that's just a little recap of things that have happened. I mean, there's been a million and one other things that I could talk about. Um, but going back to the thing, connecting the dots. Um, you can go to the next one. So um, what, I, what I really enjoy is the, the fact that back, back in 2016, we created this Mac Avenue corridor plan, 13 blocks, Fisher to Grand, that looked at a couple of different things, but ultimately was, was thinking about how do we cast the vision, how do we uh, reimagine what the Mac Avenue corridor could be, um, and do it with our community, and what, what are the steps that we can be taking to, to get there. Um, and a lot of people know, I say it every single time, we, we want people to know Mac development by the things that we do, not just by what we say or what we plan to do or, hey, somebody else will do that one day. Um, but, but, but we cast this vision and have been steadily um, in different ways working towards it. Um, and, and this is just some of the dots that we've connected. So we, so we cast that vision back in 2016. We opened the commas back in 20, 2018. You can go to the next one. Um, one year ago, you asked me about the parking lot. Um, and I remember specifically that question. So, so these, these drawings are hot off the presses. It's, I mean, it's not really that exciting, but I'm excited because it's been a long process working with the city, working with engineers, working with designers, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we can have another 17 or so parking spots uh, behind our building so that, that we can just get a little bit more people in our space, especially as we think about more events happening at our building, more things happening maybe later in the evening. Um, because we are one of the few businesses and few coffee shops that are open after 5 o'clock. Um, so we want to make sure that we have some secure parking um, at our building. Um, I don't know. I'm excited about it. I think it's cool. So, we, so, we, so, we're, so we're, working toward, we're working towards that. You can go to the next one. Um, and like, like Edith mentioned, we've been going through this process next to our building. Um, we, we, have, we have a relationship with the uh, Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church. Um, and basically, next to our building, um, in between D&D storage and our building, we're, we're essentially building this community park. And what we're calling it is the Mac Avenue Community Park. Um, and the whole idea is that we have this upstairs space. We have the commons. We have the upstairs space to host events. Um, but wouldn't it be just amazing during the summers to have something outdoor uh, where we can have jazz festivals, we can have holy yoga, we can have workout, we can have all these different things that could hold hundreds of people um, and make something really um, just really exciting on Mac. Um, one interesting thing about this drawing is the fact that the stage will actually be reoriented to face Mac um, because we, when we had our grand opening, 
a professional band came in and said, hey, oh, you're building a stage out here? Why are you having it going towards this huge wall? That's going to be bouncing back and forth. And we were like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, so, so we're going so to be having the stage actually facing Mac so we can play music as loud as we want. And we're actually going to try to fill in a couple of parking spots behind the, behind the space um, just so we can have that going. But um, this, this has been a process in which, again, we kind of cast a vision, had conversation with the community, uh, talked to different funders, specifically the Kresge Foundation, and said, hey, we, we, we think there's a need here on our, in our community to have an outdoor space in which people can gather. Um, we went through the process, building the fence, putting things in, in place, and the last thing that we needed uh, was the stage. So we went back to Kresge, and they saw that we were ready, we had finished our construction, and they were like, all right, we're going to give you guys the funds to do this. So Come summer 2019, we're going to be actually starting construction on that. We actually just got the uh, re revised plans back so we can start submitting them to the city and actually have um, begin that process. Um, and what's cool is the stage is not going to be some rinky-dink thing. It's going to have lights coming down. It's going to have plugs everywhere for you, Mike. Um, and it's just going to just be really this um, amazing uh, opportunity again to have uh, outdoor space for people to gather. So, so like I said before, our board of directors is is there to keep me in check, but uh, the Mac development team is there to to uh, what is it? Nudge, Nudge me along and say, hey, what, what, what's, what's some crazy stuff that we can get into? Um, and so here, this is our building right here. You can't really see the images too well, but we've been. Um, going through a little bit of, of process with this architecture firm, Rossetti, um, to, to basically have a conversation and cast a little bit of a vision and see, and see what can happen um, with a lot across the street. Um, we recognize that the Commons is the first business here um, doing pretty well, but we, we don't want it to be the only business. We want to we do something that uh, continues to invite people back to this neighborhood center, going back to that 2016 corridor plan. How can we build off of that? Um, and one, one concept that we came up with was actually, what if we use shipping containers as a way to, to create spaces for entrepreneurs who are just kind of getting up and, up and going, um, not, not ready for a million-dollar build-out, um, but, but want something a little bit more than um, Eastern Market kind of tables where they're like laying out their stuff, but they can have a space that's all their own um, and do it in a way that they know they have the community behind them and a way for customers to come and be able to go to four or five different spots um, at, one, at one time. So we've been basically having this, going through this process with Rosetti. This isn't the final drawings or anything like that, um, but we're in just the kind of concept phase of, of like what, what could this look like? It, it doesn't hurt to just kind of cast it out and see what happens. And what's been really interesting is there's been multiple, multiple, multiple conversations um, from entrepreneurs to, to funders to people who are interested in this idea. Um, and right now, this, this is essentially where we're at. But we're saying, like, all right, if we can build some momentum around this, maybe this is something that uh, we might be able to pull off and, and do it in a way that, this could be either be temporary or permanent in a way of, hey, showing people, showing more people that businesses can be on Mac, they can they can um, thrive on Mac, but we just have to give we just have to give people the opportunity to do that, and that can be coming from um, people who maybe have a shop in their kitchen or who have started the business but can't really find the space because um, we rent out office space at our building, and it's and it's 
interesting and sometimes funny the the hey, can I operate my hair uh, salon in this space? Or I'm trying to create a studio. Uh, can I soundproof it? And then, and we're like, that's a great idea, but no. That's not what this office space is for. But we want to give, we want to we create an opportunity for that. Um, and so we've been going through that planning process. And like I said before, this is, this is not something that's set in stone. But we're going through the process to just kind of cast a vision, see, see what can happen, and we're starting to build some momentum behind it. In the meantime, what we are trying to do is acquire the property from the city of Detroit so that we can have control of that land and make sure um, that whatever kind of comes up, we have an opportunity to have some say in that. I've, I've said it before. We don't need to own every single property that's on Mac. We don't want to do that, but we do want to make sure we protect um, the, the feel and the vibe that we're trying to go for as a community and make sure that we attract more businesses and more um, uh, developers who are, who are of that same uh, I, mindset. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> go ahead. So um, with that, um, MAC housing has been something that we've kind of kept dormant for a little bit um, just as we went through the construction of our building. Um, we've gotten into the um, property tax exemptions um, and helping people um, uh, save their homes. Um, and another thing that we've been doing is going through the planning process um, for what we're calling the Mac Avenue Strong Neighborhoods Plan. And going back to that Mac, going back to that Mac Avenue corridor plan, this is the same 13 blocks that are part of that Mac Avenue corridor plan, but pushing into the neighborhood um, all the way to Warren, looking at that same 13 blocks and saying, "Hey, what can we? What role can we play around housing in this area?" We know that things are changing very quickly, especially we see it in West Village, hitting Island View, and it's actually starting starting to creep over to Pingree Park, and we see we know and. And with uh, Detroit Prep coming soon, we know that's going to have a big boom in our neighborhood. And what we want to do is make sure that people who are people who want to stay are able to stay, um, and and that we're um, going through the process of asking people like what what role should Mac Development play in this housing game, um, and what can we be doing? Um, so on Thursday, the, the uh, on Thursday, January thirty first, we're going to have our second community meeting. Um, we, we've done surveys. We've kind of come back. Um, they got some initial data, have some initial ideas that we're going to go back and present to the community and say, hey, this is the path that we're going on. Does, does this make sense? Is there anything that can be tweaked? Um, because we want to make sure that whatever we set our minds to do, that we have the community input behind us and, and that we're continuing to push forward on it. Um, so... On January 31st, if you got to come out and just be part of that process, at, at the end of the day, this is your community, this is our community, um, so why not have a say in what, what you think MAC development should be focusing on in this? Um, and, and you can go to MACHousingPlan.com just to see uh, the last presentation from the last meeting, meeting the findings, um, and just the different things that we're looking at. We want it to be an entirely transparent process. Um, it's been funny working with our uh, consultants just because um, our meetings are, are relatively short because we're like, let's see what the community says about X, Y, Z. Um, and they're like, okay. And then we have the meeting and then we have something to talk about. And then we go back and we kind of keep going through this process because we believe that, that that will bring us to the end result in which we're able to do something that we can go to other funders and say, hey, this is what our community wants. We have the capacity to do it. And we think and let, let's get it done, basically. Um, so please come out to that meeting and just be part of that process. Next. So 
Also, another shout out on Friday, May 31st, um, we're going to be having our annual gala again. Um, This is the picture. We switched it up last year and had it had a little grand opening gala combined, had an amazing band. Um, We're going to be going back to um, the Garden Theater for this year. But we want to bring that same feel, that same energy that we had at the grand opening. Um, we would love for you all to be part of it. This is our this is our fundraiser event. This is how Mac Development brings in a lot of those unrestricted dollars that we can that we can use to invest in our people and in projects that may not be as uh, exciting or catchy um, to someone on the outside looking in. But we know um, because we're on the ground, these are the things that we need to be doing. And so this is a great opportunity just to hear hear more about where we're at come May, what things that we've accomplished, what things that we're doing, um, and just be part of a, just an amazing dinner with some great food and great people and, and great music. So that is my spiel for the time. Um, I want to take a moment to actually have Roger stand up, if you will. So Roger is our new Mac Sports Program Director. We are we are so excited to have him. Um, we it's funny because we we knew from the very uh, first conversation that we had with him, we were like, "This, this is our guy." Um, but then we had like seven more conversations, and he was like, "When does this process kind of end?" And we were just like, "Hey, we got we got we got to double check." But we're excited to have Roger uh, join our team next week, um, and just to lead our Max Sports Ministry. And to take it to new places that we, we haven't been, that we haven't seen. Uh, we're so appreciative of Ashley for setting a lot of the amazing foundations in place that will help us build off of that. Um, and for Roger to bring his new ideas to our organization um, in, in terms of sports. Um, and, yeah, so I'll, I'll just end with it there. We're going to have him um, speak at a, at a future date, just kind of share more about himself so you guys can get to know him. You'll see him over at the building and whatnot. Super friendly guy. It was just thank you for uh, joining our team. We're excited about that. Man, thank you, brother. Love you, man. All right, y'all can have a seat. I'm going to wrap this up in, in, in man, quick minutes. I'm going to make it real quick. I'm going to make it real quick. All right, so my second word that I had for our church body is discernment. And I'm going to try to, all right, Nate, five minutes. Here we go. Boom. All right. Um, Discernment is the ability to properly uh, make determinations, to make decisions. Uh, And and we as a church body uh, have a few things that I want you to understand we're making some decisions about. Um, but one, we want you to know that we believe Christ is leading us. So the reason why you even saw that slide that kind of had like a car with the GPS is we believe God is the one that is guiding us and leading us. And when we come to certain roads that we can take, we're saying, OK, Jesus, which way? OK, God, which way do you want us to go? So with that, we're being grounded in, in his word and we believe his word will reveal to us what he desires. So our next sermon series is going to be the book of Ephesians. And we're going to be uh, looking at that book because it, it has the foundational aspects of the faith. So we're going to be diving into that and making sure that we all just got a good foundation. Ha 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 foundation uh, in Christ. 
Now, this slide and the previous slide, our sister Megan, where you at? Mm, finally gotcha. Been trying to celebrate this sister for 12 years on these great slides she's been making our church. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sister. Um, so we're going to be getting into that. Family, if you have been around for some time, you've seen this next slide, which is our mission and vision. If you're new, our mission is uh, that we, Macav Church, exists to bring honor and attention to God by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is, we are joining the church universal in that. We are trying to be like every other church, bringing uh, honor and attention to God. But the way we do it, our vision is we want to see communities transform both spiritually and physically, starting with our own amen the own part is our neighborhood but it's also our people and so part of what we want to do next is we want to allow our mission and vision to have some new expression we're not changing the core of who we are we are macab and that vision and mission is going to stay but there's some some expression some way that that gets lived out that we want to learn from you. You see, you as a church body are going to help us be able to understand how God is moving within this body and this community, and you're going to help us be able to have discernment from the Lord. What do I mean by that? I mean that we actually are going to be spending time asking you questions. What I mean by that is you all, if I say, do you believe Mac has some strength? Raise your hand. Don't do it right now because I know everybody's hand will go up. (laughs) And if I said, do you believe Mac has some weaknesses? Raise your hand. And I believe people's hands would go up. And we have been seeing God move for the last 11 and a half years and bringing us to this point. But now we need to pause and say, God, how do, what is the experience of our people? What is the, the growth looking like for our people? What are the strengths and weaknesses of this church? Not simply from an elder level, but also from every level, high and low. Every level in between. And so we're going to be using the fabric of this church like Mac groups and Mac lives and different channels that we already have to actually get understanding from you as we pray you will be seeking understanding for your local body so we are excited about what god is doing and that we're going to have an opportunity to go deeper in understanding you as a congregation and you understanding us as elders and us all doing life together because there's going to be some fruit out of this that's going to be some new expressions of this mission and vision and we don't have all the details yet so you're like well pastor what what you mean by this it sounds kind of generic that's because i don't know what we're doing yet (laughs) but what i want is you to be a part of it what we want is this to be a communal effort what we want is this not to be a top down shifting but a communal celebration and we only can get there by listening to you. So we're excited to hear from you and be on a journey of discerning. Two ways that that's going to look. One is listening and hearing from you. So there's going to be community engagement. 
but another is going to be uh, us looking at cultural context. Uh, we as an elder team are excited to dig a bit deeper into uh, the understanding of our community and of the beauty of the church that has been present in this community. You know, when you um, when you start a church, you do two things. Whenever you start a church and you and you look into a new community, you do two things. You learn the rhythms of that community. You understand how people come and go, how people do life. You understand what people care about. You learn the rhythms of that community. And then you learn about the ministries that have ministered to it well. The rhythm and the ministries that have been successful in it. And one of the things that I wish that I had done when we started Macab, me personally, was learn a bit more from the ministries that had already been thriving in the African-American community and celebrating Christ richly. And so we as an elder team are going to be taking some deeper dives into the the beautiful history of the African-American church, not to simply try to make us the African-American church, but to say God has worked through this entity in a mighty powerful way. What's it look like uh, for us to be a discerning body to say, now, what can we glean from it to apply within a mixed context, caring for the people within this room, but also wanting to reach, meet and do life with those outside these walls. So we're going deeper in that way, too. And we invite you to be praying for us and with us about what God reveals so that we can discern what is expressed in 2019. Lastly, to be able to achieve all that, we are making a few little changes. I am on the board of Mac Development. You saw my amazing picture up there. Wink, wink. Um, I'm going to continue to be on. Somebody laughing too hard. Somebody laughing too hard. Um, <laughs> I'm going to continue to be on the board, but right now I sit as the board chair. And uh, I'm going to step down as the board chair to be able to focus on all those things I just talked to you about a little bit more intentionally. Uh, I've been blessed to have Mac Development behind me and supporting me in amazing ways. Uh, but I need to focus a bit more for the, this transitional time and some of the things we want to learn from you all. Um, and so we've been blessed to have uh, the previous executive director, Jonathan Demers, uh, is willing to he's already on the board, but he's willing to be our board chair in this next coming season. So uh, we are. Yeah, you can celebrate our brother. Amen. So uh, so he's going to be stepping down from the elder team and going to be uh, leading um, us as a board with Mac Development. Uh, as you also know, uh, your elders in the room, I'm sorry, let me just point them out. I got Alex in the back. Can you stand real quick, brother? Don't give us that Vanna White wave. Uh, we got Jonathan Demers, who will be transitioning. Alvin Weathersby. Amen. And Matthew Rojek. Amen. So Matthew has actually served, well, okay. They've all served faithfully and for a long time. All right. So uh, but my brother Matthew is actually today is his last day as elder. He served his term and beyond. Uh, so he's going to take some time to rest. You'll still 
uh, hear from him as we call on him to preach God's word. But uh, he's going to be now stepping down as an elder for some time. Uh, and during this transition, uh, I called in one of one of my personal heavy hitters, a brother that's been a blessing in my life and oftentimes a, a, a voice of wisdom for me and for us as a church as we've done some transitioning this summer. So we asked Nate uh, if he would return as an elder. Uh, and I want to present that before our body as a nomination. Uh, and over this next week, if you have any um, hesitations, concerns, or just things you want to share, uh, we always, before the body, share these things. Uh, because if, why do we do it? Um, it's an educational moment. Because if there's something within his character that would not deem him being an elder, I don't know it all. And we as a body need to affirm each elder that we have in place. Amen. But 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 that don't mean that uh, that one time he didn't. I was trying to think of something petty. Uh, I don't have a good example. Let me just let it go. We got to go. All right. So uh, but we hear y'all and we want to we want to we, we, we take the role of elders seriously and we want to open up the channels of communication for that. Amen. Amen. And so uh, our brother Matthew will be stepping down. Um, our brother Nate will be possibly stepping up. Uh, but this is all kind of a, a part of that bigger story of we we are excited to see God expressing new stuff because we want to be creating some opportunities for new people to join the elder team. We're excited about how God is moving within this church body and the way that he is developing the spiritual uh, maturity of men and women in this body. So we're thankful that he's creating all types of leaders and we're, we're excited to see men serve as uh, elders and have a process for that. So family said a lot. Want y'all to be discerning. This one has nothing. To, it doesn't even track on time. All I'm saying is. Hey, y'all, I'm starting a dance ministry, and if you are down, I would love for you to come on up afterwards and just give me your name. That ain't had nothing to do with nothing else, right? I know. Uh, just boop, coming out of that. Yep. Uh, so we're going to do a dance ministry with the church. If you want to be down, come on up. All right, y'all, let's pray. Lord, we are so thankful for you. <laughs> you are good. Thank you, Lord, for Zeke. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the elder team. The nights that Matthew gave us, meetings that last four hours and supposed to last two. The many times he prayed over this church body, called and met up with people, counseled folks. Jonathan, who served faithfully and wanted to see your name magnified and glorified and spent hours using the amazing mindset that he has that organizes things that that made sometimes messy discussions come together and us actually move forward. So thankful for him. Nate Lord, who's willing to serve again. Thank you for his humility. Alex and Alvin. God, I thank you for our team. But more importantly, Lord, than all of the men that serve on the elder team, I thank you for this body. You've given this body, Lord, a love for you. And some are just on journey, and that's cool. We're going to journey with them. But our goal, Lord, is that we will hear from everybody, whether you are an 11 and a half year old MacAver or you just came yesterday. Today might be your first day. We would love to hear from you as we are excited about celebrating 
uh, some great expressions of our mission and vision in 2019. Lead us, Lord. Let us live for you and be a discerning people in 2019. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.